Gonna Go Pizza presents The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wild. Gentlemen, Adam. it's our second to last show before Christmas. <gasps> That's and so good. today, not only do we have some tickets and stuff to give away in the off-air portion, but I would like to start the show with our good friend Skip Bayless, who made oh, the news great. this week. He made the news this week. Um, not for what he said. For being right. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? No. I don't think that would be newsworthy. He's right all the time. Just You're right. Him. That's such a great point. Right? That's such a great point. No, see, Skip Bayless was doing, um, was doing a live stream. Mm. He was doing a live stream. Wow. I, I love when they force old people to do online stuff. Yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> it's, they basically, there's no way he wanted to it's do almost that. Like, it's almost like, you're going to make me, so I got to do this. So basically I'm going to talk and there's no commercial breaks. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, okay, so, um, hey guys. When, when do I get powdered? Hey guys, we're here. Uh, so we're here. And that's always my favorite when we do like Facebook, when you see Facebook lives. It's like, so, uh, so here we are. Yes, there you are. No one's queuing and? them up, and they're just, <laughs> just, they're just utter, utterly lost. Not that Unlike hard. us, we're super organized and well, great. So Skip Bayless, um, <laughs> uh, it's straight. You know, a bunch of comments obviously show up when you're on Facebook Live. It's it's the thing that gets shared across the most platforms. If you if you look at the algorithms of Facebook, Facebook Live and Facebook Videos are like the most popular thing. Facebook wants you to use those features. But if you post content any other way, Facebook will block it. It will just it will just bury it. So obviously a bunch of comments are coming up on Skip's Facebook and one of them is really interesting. It says, Skip, you are the man three exclamation marks. Love the new show on FS one. Fox Sports One. Yep. Three exclamation marks. And the how pers- did that go? The person who wrote that was Skip Bayless. What? (laughs) So apparently what happened was Skip Bayless forgot to log out of his other Facebook account and went on as himself and praised himself. As in Skip Bayless or Skip Bayless's people have alternate Facebook accounts to prop up Skip Bayless. See, (laughs) that's amazing, but I want to believe it was actually Skip going, good job. Good job, buddy. (laughs) I did great. While he was on the air. (laughs) Now, do we know it's real? We know it's real. We know that's real. So we don't know if anything's real. Here's how we know it's, it's the real Skip Bayless. Blue check mark. No, but are we sure the picture is an actual screen gra- screen grab, not just a Photoshop? Job? Uh, according to according to Barstool Sports, it's the real deal. Okay, but so. now we're relying on Barstool. I know. Yeah. Like, can we just believe this is real? Because ninety nine percent sure it is. Because if you gave me ten minutes, I could whip that up. Yeah, of course. I know yeah. you could. I can know you, you do could. it. Yeah. Can but, you here whip, whip it up right now and you, get me to be it? like, great job, Steve. Steve, I sure love your videos. <laughs> I will 100% and do And then, that. okay, and then, and can you include me in there somewhere? Just be like, you know, uh, like, I don't know, I don't know, somewhere like WTF, man, because there was a whole bunch of WTFs under <laughs> You Skip shaved your butt? <laughs> yeah. Question mark, question mark. Something like that. If you can manage that, Jesse, I'd like to see what he can do. Okay. Um, so that, I think, is funny. It also said Skip Bayless likes this. Which is great, and apparently he liked his own comment too. So that that's fantastic. I mean, I would. Steve, you had to say something before we get into the Toronto Maple Leafs game last night. Oh, I saw a great tweet, and I don't, I don't, I don't know. Screw it, I'm just gonna steal it because I don't okay. remember who said it. Uh, oh, Craig Custance. Austin Matthews scored his 15th goal against the Anaheim Ducks, and what a goal! One-handed, ridiculous Darth Vader using the Force. We'll get into that. Beautiful. Oh, so good. That's his 15th goal of the season, and therefore his 15th goal uh, of his career. Of his career, and as a Leaf, matching David Clarkson's total. 
as a Leaf. Really? Yep. In 31 games he's played? 31? 31. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. And, like, I feel bad. Wow. We, we've been through this with David Clarkson, like... To be fair, I think David Clarkson only played, like, 31 games for the Leafs, too, with his injuries <sighs> and stuff. Well, and he missed suspension. 10 to start. He sure did. Um, oh, boy. So let's talk about the Leafs. Let's talk about... Iggy Dangle night at, yeah! the, at the Leafs Ducks game last night. My boy, night. So, my son. So okay, explain. Uh, forget 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 about the game because I'm sure it's been broken down to death by the time anybody hears this yeah. show. I, Let's I, talk I, about Iggy and how Iggy ended up. Your dog Iggy mm-hmm. was on the boards and on television the whole night. How? So I'll just get random texts from Mrs. Dangle every now and then that just says retweet me. <laughs> So if you see me retweet, uh, retweeting a random thought of hers, it's because she forced me to. Right. So um, I, I'm at the Sportsnet Christmas party, and we're bumping into each other. It's, it was in a very small venue, um, trying to get Ken Reed a beer because you know none of us could reach the bar. And I just get this random text, retweet me. I'm like, okay, fine. And I just I see it's a picture of Iggy in my jersey, and I'm like, sure, hope he didn't you know ruin it or anything. But whatever, I retweet it. Turns out. That she entered our dog into a contest to be the dog on the boards in front of the Leafs bench uh, during Leaf games. During the first period of a Leaf game. That's well, cool. Lo and behold, Iggy wins and he's he's right there. We, just, we got to see him all first period long. And you got to be at the game. Yes, and we both got tickets. Yeah. Iggy did not get a ticket. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> No, I thought that was BS myself. I think I know, that's you're unfair. Me a look. I mean, I think that's somewhat unfair. unfair. That's, I think the dog should be able to be there. It's dogist. Now, for sure. It is dogist, for sure. Now, Jesse. Yes. Take a break from your photoshopping for just a minute. We're, we're going to pause time on your. Jesse on your and I thing. are both rapidly typing okay. on our computers. Um, you, had, you, you, you brought up something interesting in our group chat about this. Yeah. I just think it's fair mm. that an employee of the company that owns the team that's running the contest uh, owns part al- of the team should be allowed to win. Yeah. Do you uh, think that's fair or unfair? I think it's totally unfair. Uh, I would uh, I would like to call uh, my, my counsel to the stand. Uh, I am not a permanent employee. I am a contract employee. Okay. Uh, more importantly, I am not the individual who entered this contest. My wife, who is not an employee of Rogers or any of their subsidiaries, uh, entered and won fair and square. Now, I just want to I want to point out quickly here that if my fiance were to, even though we're not married, we're not family. Hmm? Yeah, technically, under the eyes of the law, although I guess maybe we're common law. If she were to try to win a contest through Kiss 92.5, even as my girlfriend, she couldn't. Well, sucks to be you, doesn't it? Because <laughs> all I know is I went to the game and I can't give that back. So <laughs> I just think when you win a contest fair and square, you should have to justify winning it. I think you should take this up. That, right? You should take this up with the winner of the contest, my wife. Hmm? Okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Take that up with her. I didn't win anything. I was just lucky enough to be her plus one. Um, well, we'll give we'll give Iggy the first star of last night's game. A hundred percent. Yeah, not Gutslaff or was, Gibson or no, anyone no, else with a pretty, G. Yeah, it was pretty cool to see Iggy up there. Now, um, we got to talk about Austin Matthews and that goal. My God, his <laughs> that broken wrist goal. Like I don't know how he did that. It was. It's like he's double jointed. Now. <laughs> I look at goals sometimes, and, and I look at I look at things like that, especially with rookies, and I go, how much of that is luck? How much of that is us just going, ooh, ah, luck? And uh, I tried to make today's LFR video 
without looking at the highlights. But I, I don't know. I just saw like several gifs of it on my phone. I couldn't help it. It was it was the talk of last night, pretty much. Other than the penalty on uh, that he should have drawn late in the third period, he meant to do that. Yes, he did. <laughs> he meant to do That's that. That's the thing about that. That that was intentional. Uh, it's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. The hand eye in this guy just I, and it gives me hope um, for his face offs a little bit because the Leafs just got killed in that department. But no rookie does well in that department. So once he it's learns that, I mean, what else does he need to improve on? Well, yeah, I mean, God, and, and that's good. the thing is that he will continue to improve in everything. Yes, and I thought was interesting is we've seen some really great examples of his hand-eye coordination lately. It, mm-hmm. I can't remember whether it was against Pittsburgh or Arizona, Arizona where he batted the oh, puck saved you out of the air. Yes, you I did. saved I you from the Phoenix Jets. Yeah. Arizona, um, where he batted the puck in the air. It happened to hit the goalie on the chest, mm-hmm. but it was mid-air, probably around like thigh level. And he yeah. was able to he was able to to put it on the net still with some force, which is pretty incredible. So now, unreal, um, so unreal. I, I want to bring up a stat to you that I think you will find extremely interesting. I don't uh, pay attention to analytics. Uh, <laughs> Getzlaff and Matthews played a lot of time against each other yesterday. Yes. What do you think the shot differential was? While while they were while on they the ice were on together. The ice. <sighs> I think I read that it was in Matthew's favor, mm-hmm. which is a miracle, but I'm going to go with, uh, it It was like, uh, maybe M- Matthew's had the puck 54% of the time. Okay. Let's say. So a that's a percentage. Over 50. Yeah. I'm going to go with shots for Oh, them. shots. Okay, shots sure, generated, sure, sure. okay. So it was, yes, in Matthew's favor. That's crazy. 17 to 4. What? <laughs> I'm going to say that again. When Matthew's wow. and Getzlaff were on the ice together last night. The shots for the Leafs, 17. The shots for the Ducks, 4. And Getzlaff did get a goal on the power play. Yes. So, it's if you're going, well, where was he on that one? Well, he. There I, don't, you go. I don't think he was on the ice. I don't think he kills penalties. Uh, uh, that is just a good player. That's spectacular. Holy smokes. You know, it's funny. I try to think back through the season to, like, really good defensive plays like good plays Matthews made in his own end and he makes a lot of them well, I can't think of many though that's because he's never there well <laughs> how many uh, okay he, he, most defensive plays you remember yeah are defensive plays that are spectacular because something's gone wrong and yet something saves it that's a great point that's a great point. You're talking about a Cujo save right there. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he looked great because he was out of position. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we screwed up, but somehow we got by the skin of our te- got out by the skin of our teeth. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. I-, I think that's why we don't know that. Now, I- I- a guy named Dylan reached out. He's a uh, Winnipeg fan. Uh, sorry, he's a Toronto fan in Winnipeg. Oh, oh God. which has got to be tough. Tough. That Leafs Jets game had to be the worst day of his life. So, yeah, I think so. He said, hey, Adam, I love the podcast, and I have a question for you, and this is why I opened up my DM so people could send me some stuff. Uh, I'm really interested in what Steve and Jesse would say here. Uh, I'm a Leafs fan. I bleed blue and white. When I started watching the Leafs, they had Toscala and Raycroft in net, but I'm still here loving the Leafs, which is amazing that they gained a fan in that era. Yeah. I live in Winnipeg, and all my friends keep telling me that Line A is better than Matthews. What should be my response? No. <laughs> Just just watch. Your response should be just watch. And again, they're going by the goals. Yes. The goal scorer has more goals. Weird. 
<laughs> ask them. Ask them what they think about how Paul Maurice uses Line. Just don't combat them. Don't no. combat. You know what my my favorite victories are in arguments? Using someone's own head against them. The, the uh, Guy Boucher? We, we got the book on James. Oh, or, yeah. uh, James Make Rimmer. them answer their own questions, and you'd be amazed to find out how many people can't even do that. Okay, so Steve, <laughs> here's the deal. Yes. Patrick Line is better than Austin Matthews. I, I yeah maybe I mean he's he's had some some early success. What do what do you think about uh, uh, Paul Maurice and how, and how he's used him? So well, far? he's obviously using him on on the power play a lot and yeah. on the top line. Do you, do you think maybe he's sheltering him a little bit? I mean, I I, I would have to look at the like numbers. like how often like do, does he does he typically use him a lot when the Jets are like up by two goals or something like that? Yeah, normally I would think I, mean, I think he uses I think the reason they're up by I two goals would be Patrick Line. You know, yeah, that that might be the case. It's just you know, I, I hope he's not viewed as a liability. Like, because you know, you, you you're good at one thing, and we we knew he was good at that one thing, but can he do it all? You know, I guess we'll see. We'll see. I mean, if he can, he's he's probably he might can, be better than can Matthews. Austin Matthews. Oh f- yes, already. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the great thing. Yes, and, he and, can. <laughs> and the reason I say that, and, yeah. and this is not to be taken the wrong way, sure. I believe that you had two teams with two unique needs. The Jets needed goals. The Leafs needed a centerman to do it all. Mm-hmm. The Leafs got their centerman, centerman to do it all. The, the Jets Le- had the Leafs that. Don't miss Line's goal score. No, they don't. They score enough goals. Yeah. Also, Matthews is like what four goals behind? Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> oh heavens! He's only, he's only got nine goals in his last twelve games, Steve. Oh shoot! So he, the thing is, too, with Austin Matthews is it, 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 it all depends on what kind of player you want. Yeah, you're going to see the flash and pizzazz from Patrick Line, Dylan. But the deal is. If you want a complete player, Austin Matthews is far and away the better player. Here's a question. Complete. Let's let's pretend. Let's pretend. And that's now. not a by the way, Winnipeg fans, not a slight on Patrick Line. Totally. Let's pretend now the Leafs drafted Line. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> And last night, Bozak and Smith are out. Yeah. No Austin Matthews against Ryan Getzlaff. But let's pretend they're healthy. Okay. Let's you know, completely healthy lineup. So we got this we got this shutdown line. Shut down slash first line. It's bizarre. Of Kadri, Komarov, Soshnikov. Okay. Uh, we got this kid line of Matthews with Hyman and either Nylander or Brown. Right? Yeah. We got this all offensive line of JVR, Bozak, Marner. Mm-hmm. And then we got the fourth line, which is uh, often, I think, Martin, Smith, and either Sosh or Brown. Where does Line A go? The most obvious answer to me is where Marner is. Yeah. So, so where do you yeah. have Marner? So then I guess you have either Marner or Nylander center the kid line. Well, and with also, Hyman and ne- Hyman and Nylander. I completely ignored my own words there. Uh, Matthews is not your center on that Hyman line yeah. because you don't you don't have him. You don't have him. So who's there? It's Peter Holland, I think. Or William <laughs> Nylander, or they force William Nylander to be to, the center. To play center, which they don't want to do. Right. So I, the Leafs needed this guy. Yeah. They needed this guy. Um, to the point where even if Line A does end up being better, okay, so be it. Like he, the Leafs addressed a, a need, and they took the player that they thought was best. And because I think he might be at both ends of the ice. <laughs> right. Right. And I think that gets laugh stat kind of says it all. I mean, now am I am I saying that'll happen every single game that he's on the ice against a guy like Ryan Getzlaff? Probably not. No, that's probably not going to happen no. every single time. But if you can win sixty percent of those, sixty five percent of those, you're doing good. Let me ask you this: Are we being hypocritical? 
Why so? Because we're randomly bringing up Line A in a situation where he wasn't involved. No, I Dylan asked the question. I just oh, thought it was well, a good yeah, time that's to bring true. It up. And I just this thought, is all Dylan's fault. Yeah, it's it, blame Dylan. Uh, no, but way I to go, Dylan. Thought I would bring that up now. Spit hot fire. It has been posed that thirty-one games into the season, with Matthews playing the way he is, you know, we we saw an easing in of Austin Matthews. You know, we did see a bit of a shelter, which, by the way, I think is a smart idea for anybody coming into the league first 30, 40 games. Do you think now Mike Babcock goes, all right, we have a legitimate center here. Time to start maybe unsheltering this person. And they might not have a choice with Bozak yet. Yeah, that, well, A, you're right with the Bozak comment there. But um, I think it was Chris Johnson, maybe it was Myrtle, I can't remember, tweeted a a quote from Babcock. They, they go, so you, you thought... Matthews could potentially be an elite center by Christmas. So, uh, how do you think that's going? And he's like, "Yeah, I think we got a good player." <laughs> that was his answer. <laughs> what, one thing we we've definitely seen with Babcock is if he likes a player, uh, if he has a notion about a player in his head, he will not be stopped. He is going to truck forward with that notion. Babcock loves him some Sash. He loves him some Zach Hyman. Loves him, Austin Matthews, for very different reasons. Right. Um, if Bozak's out for a while, which I don't think he's, I, they're both day to day. Smith and Bozak. Are it doesn't day-to-day. sound like it's gonna be long. Yeah, Matthews played. I think it was twenty one minutes, and and the Leafs were on the penalty kill for a lot of that game. Twenty one minutes nine seconds, I believe. So you're right. The, right the hell on. Right buddy. the hell on. And he didn't. I don't think he played a single second on the PK. Which means <laughs> at even strength, it was the Austin Matthews show. And by the way, they were on the PK a lot. They really put their power penalty kill to the test for, like, they do that. And also, it might put to bed the silly notion that uh, allegedly Matthew's conditioning in the third period is a concern. What? I heard that on a different network. What? I, no, I no, 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 no. What did they say? Say that one more time. That allegedly Matthew's conditioning in the third period is a concern. According to whom? Uh, Lease management? I can't remember who said that. Yeah, I think it was coming from inside. I don't know. It was just someone on TV on a set that was red saying that. And uh, I immediately <laughs> thought that was a silly I hope thing. you laugh, man. Of course I laughed did. And I laughed. Every laughed. time this guy talks at him. Okay. <laughs> Every time this guy talks, I'm like, really? For real? Okay. What I did notice last night, and I don't know, you, you saw you saw from the game. So you, you had better seats to the game than I did. <laughs> I did see a team that's not ready to move on from Tyler Bozak. Well, eh, they're not. It's an interesting thought because they lost two guys, right? They lost Ben Smith as well. Right. So their options were they had to shove Nylander in a position. Where um, he was not comfortable. Well, he wants he may, to be there. He shouldn't be. I don't know if he should be a center in the NHL. Maybe one day. He'll uh, have to earn that. Yeah. And then... Goche, go I was I was blown away when I saw Goche's time on ice. It was under 11 minutes, but he he was playing into pretty important defensive situations. Can you look up I, I'm not even sure where you would find it these days because of nhl.com. I want to know how many shifts Goche had. And I want to know how that stacks up to his There's teammates. a shift chart at the bottom at nhl.com if you look at the box scores. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's really hard to find, but once you find it, and it's also a terrible graph and doesn't fit the screen properly. However, it is interesting to look at. Yeah, um, he, he must have played like a bajillion 19-second shifts. When, when he was on so much. Before Jesse finds that, he was he took a lot of face-offs. What do we got here? We got, oh, I don't know how the hell to read this. It's just basically the, the, the blots are the, the shifts. 
are his shifts. No, but I just want the number of shifts. Well, count them. Yeah. No, I'm yeah, not going to count Jesse, it. you count them. Um, the, who made that? When do, you, when do you want? The full game or third period? Let's oh, say full oh, game. Full game. How many shifts? Full game. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there's something to your point. Um, then maybe they're not ready to move on from and Bozak. The but they lost two centers at once. They did lose two centers at once. Is my, my Here's my thing. You talked about earlier in the season... You know, people coming up out of the system and beating the guys that currently have the jobs to their jobs, right? It's it's about coming in and winning the jobs. You know, we saw it with, I mean, obviously Matthews, Nylander, Marner, pretty notable examples of guys that won jobs. Zach Hyman, Connor Brown, other guys that won. Go- and then Nikita Soshnikov, who didn't make the team out of camp, but clearly won a job over Milan Mahalik. He would have. Would have. He because of they were worried about his about Milan Mahalik's uh, contract, they didn't want him sitting yeah. in, in the AHL. Mahalik definitely doing it anyway. wasn't. He didn't lose his job due to poor performance in the first Eight little games. stretch. No, he played fine. I think. It's sixteen shifts. Sixteen, 16 shifts. shifts. Pretty about pretty average. Then if he's playing yeah. eleven minutes, the the Leafs down the middle is a problem. It's a problem. So that's why I wanted to bring that up because I saw. Frederick Goche last night, and I didn't see. I saw a. Uh, I saw potential. I find I know his skating's improved, and mm-hmm. he looked good. He had a really good camp. Looked good in camp. But Got shoved over a bit too much for a guy that huge. Yeah, and yeah. I also just. Um, I didn't see a lot of confidence, and maybe that's because it's his first game of the year. Yeah, but it didn't like seem to me like of his he wasn't owning the. He didn't seem to be owning the the position he was in. Yeah, and I think he got some power play time too. It was crazy. He I did. think Babcock. Uh, I Let's don't give know. Him a some, shot, which he should. Yeah, some people were getting upset with how Gauthier was used uh, online. I saw, but like there were some moments there where you had to. He was trying to build his confidence, and also the Leafs got. Murdered in the faceoff department last night to the point where, like, I don't think Bozak would have been that much of a help. Kadri was like 29%. Nylander got filled in. Everyone got filled in. No one did well. Goche was their best one and he was still 41%. Right. They got murdered. So the reason he was being used so late in the game is he was the only Leaf who had like a shot <laughs> at yeah. winning. So, uh, but here, down the middle, Matthews, Kadri, Bozak. That is a great one, two, three. Mm-hmm. That's great. And then Ben Smith. But like it's four, fourth line center. I don't even know how many faceoffs he takes, uh, at least at five on five. Then we got Byron Fraze, who's a goal scoring machine down in the AHL, but in the NHL we saw that's not really the case. Brooks Like, who I don't even think has been playing center in the American Hockey League. Colin Greening, who I don't really think played center in the NHL but tends to in the American Hockey League. Freddie Goat. Um, and then you got Brooks, Adam Brooks, who's in the WHL right now. Dakota Joshua, who I think is playing university somewhere. And I think Dominic Toninato, who's an unsigned guy the Leafs just have the rights to. Like, it, it's not nearly as strong. as You go down the left or the right wings. It seems their wings are their strong Monstrous. Yeah. Monstrous. So... For everyone yelling and screaming for the Leafs to get new defensemen, like I have more confidence in the guys the Leafs have in the minors on defense than I do down the middle. Like Andrew Nielsen, we've 
talked about ad nauseum. Frank Corrado has potential. <laughs> yeah. And he's already on the roster. Victor Lou, Renat They could always call up Andrew Campbell. Yeah, Victor Lou, Valiev, Justin Hall. It'd be interesting to give him a shot. Travis Dermott one day. Uh, but I look up the middle. It's sparse, man. It's sparse. And yes, you got Kadri locked down lo- uh, long term. Great. You got Matthews long term. Great. Um, Bozak, you don't need to trade right now. No, and in fact, I don't know that they should. I, I, I kind of don't think they should. I mean, he seems to be relishing this this opportunity that he has with Van Riemsdyk and Marner. He's doing great. Maybe in the summer. Yeah, I just don't see. To me, the team is too thin at center to to give this up right now. It's a strong point. They finally have three strong centers. Two of them with significant NHL experience. I don't. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, Bozak and JVR out the door." What are we getting back? What's coming back? And you better have you better have a center and you better have a winger NHL ready to go because without those two guys, they have almost no net presence besides Zach Hyman. Like real net presence. JVR is a real net presence. Obviously, Austin yeah. Matthews gets in there, but I'm talking about a guy whose whose bread is buttered by standing in front of the net. Yeah, that was one thing I definitely noticed at the game. There, that's is they're too much of a perimeter team. They and are. I, and they're I, getting a ton of shots, but they're not. Uh, they yeah. don't seem to be. High. Well, and they're getting chances too. But like Connor Brown was a guy I called out specifically. Always has the puck, hard on the puck. Enters the zone cleanly, and then once he gets to about the hash marks, that's where the opportunity dies because he gets tied up. He doesn't put it around the boards to a teammate who could be there, but he's often ahead of the rush. Uh, And he doesn't take the shot before he's tied up. So he brought it into the zone, and then what happened? He lost it. Like, I don't have the numbers on it. I would love to know, like, how effective he is in that department. Um, But it's encouraging that he does the first part. Right, so he just has to learn the second part. The Leafs have so many guys where, like, I'm encouraged by so many things they do. Soshnikov, like, there's another guy. If he doesn't have, if he doesn't have the Grand Canyon of space, he's not shooting the puck, he, or he's not getting the shot off mm-hmm. for sure. Well, they're gonna have to fix that. Both of them. Something. Either their release yeah. is gonna have to get faster, or their decision making is gonna have to get better, or both. Well, that's the thing, right? You have less time and space in the NHL. Than you do at the AHL You're level. You're not going to so Grand Canyon. Yeah, you got to get used to the pace, and they will. I think they will, and that's why. Like, I like when <laughs> I'm not as op- optimistic of uh, as Andrew Berkshire when he said the Leafs will have like a top five second half. But I mean, it does make sense that they would get better as the year goes on. Absolutely. Well, you've got six rookies in the in the top. Wild forwards or something like that. Yeah, right? like they, I think they had stupid. like nine rookies in the lineup yeah. last time. Levo was good. He did. Uh, looks like the injuries have healed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think he's okay. You do. Uh, yeah. So uh, Josh Levo is an interesting case because I, and I wanted to talk about him because is that a guy that becomes attractive to a team down the road that you can flip for, flip in a package for either. The D or the center, the the depth center, or like and I'm not I'm not talking about I'm talking about organizational depth when I'm saying depth because I don't yeah. think they need another Ben Smith. I think what they need is another center prospect who's going to be ready in the next year to eighteen months. The weird thing with Levo is you got a two year deal. That's what I mean. Wouldn't yeah. that be attractive to teams because it's a very affordable deal? Well, what's attractive to teams? I mean, the Leafs are a team, right? Mm-hmm. So it's attractive to them too. Sure, um, but they have other guys coming. You're right. So that is an interesting thought. Like you've got, isn't, you know, Kasperi Kapanen's looking better and better and yeah, better. Yeah, he's looking really Tobias, good. Tobias Lindbergh's looking good. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's at least a few guys down. So who else would you say? The, well, okay, Brendan Leipzig's got 27 well, points go. in 22 games. Um, eight goals, 19 assists, so good on the, the power He should have been the first name I brought up. Oh, absolutely. Um, Kapanen's got a bit more of a goal-scoring touch with 13 goals. Fraze has 12 goals, man. But he's not, Brennan, getting, he's not getting that in the eight. TJ uh, Brennan got, led the league in points and didn't get a game. He, he got a couple games, but uh, he didn't do much with it, right? Uh, plus, he's also only got five assists. Kapanen's got 12 and 25 points, right? So, um, Kirby Reichel has started to heat up. Andreas Johnson's had a good little season. Lindbergh's not too far behind them. They have so many options on the wing. That's what I mean. Like, they, they're not at a point where they can only trade one. Like, <laughs> they might have to trade more. Yeah. So, so if I'm me- the agent, like, if I'm the agent of, like, just looking down the lineup, maybe not Timoshov, because he's, still so young but and Lindbergh's young too but I don't know I wonder at what point an agent of one of these players one of these wingers on the Marlies goes my client's kind of buried here like they're not really going to get an opportunity mm-hmm. but they like, might get it somewhere else that's how deep it is Sosh is one of the older guys of the bunch like if we included him in, in that group mm-hmm. like I gotta wonder if he was thinking that down in the Marlies. Am I going to get my shot? Right. Because there are so many guys. Oh, my God. But again, it's all encouraging. Yeah. We're looking at course. a surplus as a problem. It's yeah, not. It's not. It's just, I think last night we saw what the Leafs look like without Tyler Bozak, and the answer is not as good. Therefore, adds a lot of value. And it, 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 the thing is, is that they don't have anybody to come in and do a serviceable, at least serviceable job to replace them. Now, we want the Leafs to succeed. Yes. We want the Leafs to succeed. We want them to win some games. We want them to be higher in the standings they, than they are. And I look at them right now, and after 31 games, they're in 25th place. Tied for 24th. Yeah, and they're like, what is it, 12 points out of a playoff spot? They're far. <laughs> it's far. <laughs> they're and, far. There's a lot of have and have not yeah. in the Eastern Conference catch right up. now. They'll catch up a bit. I don't know if it'll be enough, but they'll catch up a bit. If they stay down there, even if they play well, that's another top 10 pick, man. That's another top 10 pick. They might not even have to do... They could be above 500 the rest of the way and still be in like top 10 pick territory. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about the Leafs' future plans, we got to remember that. Yeah. There's more. There's even and, more. And you don't know what happens at the trade deadline. You don't know what they... You the know. expansion draft is still the wild yep. card to me. I have no idea what the hell is going on. We don't know what Bracco looks like. We don't know. Like, I mean, there's... there's. Oh, all we the... know what Bracco looks like. Well, he looks great. <laughs> uh, we don't know what he looks like in the AHL or at training camp next year, but it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Very interesting spot there. And we're, we are going to go to break. But when we come back, Steve was right about something. Whoa! Steve was right about something very, very important that to which Jesse and I made fun of him. Uh, a lot. Is it the value of my James Reimer figure? It is not the value of your James Reimer figure, which is still in dispute, by the way. We'll be right back on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Priceless. So Steve was right. And Steve, you can continue eating your lunch. I'm going to I'm going to tell this story, okay? Great. From the... Here is it. The Tampa Bay Times, winner of 12 Pulitzer Prizes, which is, by the way, the Tampa Bay Times byline. They won 12. Steve was not right about this. Steve was probably right about this. Remember... Let him finish. All right. So I'm going to read uh, a little bit of Joe Smith's article from uh, the Tampa Bay Times. He said, shortly into Coach John Cooper's pregame media session Saturday, he said, you want to hear an awful story? 
A heartbreaking one, actually, says Joe. With center Cedric Paquette, the latest Tampa Bay forward to get hurt, prospect Tanner Richard, 23, was called out from the AHL Syracuse, from AHL Syracuse, excuse me, and scheduled to make his anticipated NHL debut Saturday against the Oilers. But Richard's 8 a.m. flight out of New York sat on the tarmac for two hours, forcing him to miss his connection to Minneapolis, which, by the way, big international hub. Uh, His scheduled flight to Edmonton from Minneapolis was taking off as he arrived. The next flight to Edmonton was not arriving until after the game. So Richard was returned to Syracuse. But it was not in time for the Crunches game in Bridgeport. So Richard missed two games in one night. Oh, wait, how was I right about that? Well, oh, hey, (laughs) (laughs) your boy's slow, but he gets it every now and then. He figures it out. Steve. We may have made fun of Steve in the past. Just context for anybody that didn't hear it. We may have made fun of Steve in the past for saying that the Leafs needed to bring an extra person with them on a road trip across Canada because, God forbid, if they had to call someone up and that someone would have to take the Oregon Trail to get there. Oh, is North America large and vast and are there variables when traveling? You don't say. (laughs) Are there variables and elements? Uncontrollable? One might say. One might say. That's interesting. It's very odd that you would say, especially in the winter. It's just so odd. It's just like, it's so rare to experience like ice and wind and conditions that are uh, adverse to flying. Steve. Yes, Jesse? You're claiming victory. Yes, wrong, Jesse? Behind a man named Tanner. Tanner, Tanner probably can't take the 405 up to Santa Monica. <laughs> oh, I picked up some oranges. Yeah. <laughs> I think Tanner has to ask everybody where to go. California. When, when Tanner arrived back in Syracuse, Tanner, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> Isn't there a game at Edmonton? Tanner, it's snowing. Jesse, I have a question for you. Yes. What WHL team did Tanner Richard play for? <laughs> Why do you know that? I don't. But his name is Tanner. Ah. My buddy's name is Tanner, and he's probably like, hey, guess what? He's from Western Canada. Tanner played for the Guelph Storm, actually. But he's from Western Canada. He's from Markham, Ontario. Wow. God. None of that Gosh. worked out for you. Maybe, no. uh, maybe not bring you it up know, next time. You know what else? Did, you know. You know what? You know what didn't work out for him? You know what didn't work out for him? Going to the NHL or AHL in one night? That's right. Where, <laughs> because where sometimes things don't go your way. Game was in Edmonton. It was in Edmonton. Yeah. Why isn't there a direct flight from like New York to Edmonton? Because uh, I don't think that doesn't happen. Uh, There's well, not a lot of direct. <laughs> Man, direct flights are hard to find if your city. Like they're hard to find in Canada. Yeah. The city is not Montreal, Toronto, or, or Vancouver. Like Vancouver, maybe Cal- Calgary. Calgary just built an international hub on their airport. As I was leaving, it was like they were just putting putting the steel beams in. So, like, I am still blaming this on Tanner. I think he could have found a way to get to Edmonton. He had you know where there are. Time. You know where there are tons of direct flights from Edmonton to in the states, mm. Vegas. And the Dominican, you can get a you can get a Dominican's not in the states, but you can get <laughs> you can get a direct flight flight out of Edmonton to anywhere hot or any place where you can spend boatloads of cash. You know, in a week. it's not far. Any place TF out of there? Yeah, Toronto. Why can't you just go up to Toronto and take a flight to Edmonton? I mean, that was one of his options, and they chose the what Minneapolis one. What are you doing, Tanner? Yeah, but but how long ago was this? A few uh, days? A couple days ago. It was last week. Might have been snow. Might have been rain. Oh. Might have been. Might have been a no, stormy it night. Was, it was the, you know what? the day of the sweater party. It was the snowstorm that I came in on. Actually, 
which which made my flight late. I had an eight hour extravaganza from Tampa to uh, Toronto. I I let I got oh, to the oh, amp- there weather airport. conditions. I got to the airport <laughs> at twelve and I got home at like eight thirty. Hmm. Tanner needs to go back to Calabasas. <laughs> I hope he With paints his and lives Justin out of a Bieber. <laughs> I hope he paints and lives out of a car, <laughs> a Volkswagen bus. He paints to escape his pen. To pen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's probably got lots of pen. I he's feel bad because, you, by the way, I've never been more sure of anything in my life. He's going to get his first NHL goal against the Leafs. <laughs> and everyone's going to be like, because you were mean to him. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. 100%. He won't miss that flight. By the way, I want to say. Um, you never know. I, I do want to say that I mean, I'm there a, is weather. I'm officially a, a believer in the Dangle Jinx, and I'll tell you why. And I've always doubted it, I've always thought it was dumb. But now I'm officially a believer in the Tangle Jinx because last Thursday on the show, mm. Steve said, oh, the Leafs are... Now they got to go into a game against the Pens where they're going to get killed. And I said, you think they're going to get killed? You're like, they're going to get killed. And then I said, I don't know. I think they got to... Oh, they're going to get killed. And lo and behold, reverse Tangle Jinx. And then you go to the game <laughs> last night. And? Cam Fowler, the guy that was supposed to come to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Scores the winner. Adam is the vice president in every natural disaster movie. He he doesn't believe in in what I'm telling him until it's too late. <laughs> I believe I'm that I see you in the country. No, it'll be fine. <laughs> Thanks Think for that the advice. We'll see that. Thanks for that advice, Mister Scientist. <laughs> That's you. That's you. Who is who is Adam in Independence Day? Who didn't believe? Oh, I'm trying to remember. Wasn't it the Minister of Defense or whatever who no. was like, who gets like fired and then ends up in like in a Jewish prayer circle at the end of the movie with yeah. uh, Jeff Goldblum's dad? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and like like one of the most racist characters in cinematic yes. history. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. No. That movie is, I've, I've heard many breakdowns. Like the first half is a, just a great movie. The second half, you're like, who wrote this? It is. There is a switch, eh? There yeah. really is. I, how did anybody see Independence Day two? Uh, no, no. I really wanted to because I loved Independence Day. Because who didn't love Independence? Day? That was I still my first watch VHS. it every time it's on. Yeah, yeah. doesn't I, mean it's what's not. What's wrong a... with the second half? It gets so hokey and cartoony. Well, the, I like the, it. I think that I oh, like the story. I like yeah. it, but not and for I the like, same reason. And I like the idea that, you know, uploading a computer virus that was super cool at yeah. the time. But make it sick. Yeah, exactly. But, and I also thought it was hilarious when they're like waving to the alien and like shooting a nuke at him and whatever. That, I thought that was hilarious. But. And the dude sacrificed himself. Yeah. yeah. But the. Uh, and hello, crazy. boys. I'm back. You, That's amazing. Russell Crow. What if Russell something here? Russell something is his name. Russell Tom Russell Arnold. Case. Russell so, Case in the movie. His name's Russell Case. Oh, okay. uh, Russell Case here. <laughs> and, and he was the guy that was abducted and whatever. Um, yeah. I, I the thing about that movie is the dialogues it just dies. It like it falls apart. Oh. They start talking to each other. Welcome to Earth. Yeah, like <laughs> William. Stop it. I like it. <laughs> I like it it's too. It's not even Earth. It's Earth. Yeah. I like, I like it too. It for the cheesiness and the awesomeness. Yeah. I did too. Awesome. I did. I mean, I, it was my first VHS. I, I fell in love. It's f- Jesse makes a good point though because I saw the first Transformers. I, I loved the first Transformers. <laughs> well, and I was like, it what a good. bag of garbage. Like, what, what a piece of crap movie. And then 
Someone was like, man, just go in there and turn your brain off. Yes. And I saw Transformers 2, and I was like, this is sick. <laughs> and that was during the writer's strike, and it was terrible. Dog yeah, because was. it was just, crawl, kind of yeah. like the Carlisle era Leafs. Like, yeah. just, by the way, did you know that Randy Carlisle did not know why he was fired? He was never told by the Leafs why he was fired? Yeah, that's a guy who's totally at peace with that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a guy who's not bitter. Yeah, I heard Doug McClain saying, oh, he, he had to feel good about that last night. And I thought, if if Randy Carlisle, I'm sure he did get satisfaction out of it. Totally. But the fact of the matter is, if he got satisfaction out of it, that's nice. It doesn't make up for the fact that he was, the system that the Leafs were playing was horrendous. And then he blamed it on the players. He did say back at the time, well, you can only, you, you know, management gives you the players you got. So you got to work the system you have. I think there was a lot of revisionism. Too, because Chris John- you see Chris Johnson's tweet that Carlisle kind of hinted that he wanted to start the rebuild while he was there. Like, he I, wanted I to facilitate I a rebuild. I didn't see that now. Randy. Well, first of all, what is your version of a rebuild? Like, is it Frederick Gauthier in the role he's being used now or as number one center? No, it's Jared <laughs> Smithson. Oh, baby. Remember him? That was a thing. The other thing about Carlisle, we do, we do need to give him a little bit of rope. Had a terrible GM. <laughs> yes. He really did. Yeah. Uh, Who he's now working with. They're not co-working now working again. with again. Uh, I'm sure he's a buddy, but anyway, yada, yada, yada. We're getting back on to I Carlisle. just thought that was interesting. Um, uh, McLean did mention something else. Are we getting into that? Well, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, so, uh, Vinny Viola, the majority owner of the Florida Panthers, was nominated by Donald Trump to be the Secretary of the Army. So I looked into this, which, by the way, would make Doug Sifu now in charge of the Panthers instead of minority owner. He's in charge. Yeah, because uh, as I think as, as undersecretary or sorry, secretary, you can't it's like it's not that you can't have a business, but you can't be running the business and running the country's yeah. military, which, which seems like it's going to cause a lot of problems for this administration because everybody's a billionaire who's got so, interests. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I know that Vinnie Viola uh, went to the military and signed up, signed up in 1977. I know that he got up to the rank of major. Oh, did he not have a bone spur? No, he did not have a bone spur. He oh. was uh, rank of Donald Trump. Uh, why he couldn't military go to military service because he had a bone spur? Drafted, oh. couldn't get drafted. I didn't understand uh, the reference. He, he made it to major, so that's a pretty. I think that's a pretty serious role in the army. Little, of do, little do I know of the army. Um, beyond that, his military career is kind of foggy. I couldn't find much on it. Okay. Um, but anybody that gets to major is probably somebody that knows somewhat about what they're talking about. The problem, I think, might be, and I don't want to get political here, but he hasn't been in the military since, like, the early 80s. So, <sighs> Man, I don't know. You, know. you know, a quote stuck out to me uh, from our last episode where Elliot Friedman called in, and he goes, uh, you know, you can be an NHL owner. And no matter what your other businesses are, what mistakes you make there, successes, no one cares if your if your sports team is bad. No one cares. I, I don't know. I think Vinny Viola just escaped that. <laughs> yeah, because now now his mistakes are international if they happen. It's in, it's unprecedented. This is Un- unprecedented. Or if you're Donald Trump, it's unprecedented. Oh my dear sweet <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you saw that tweet. I did too. I'm gonna um, take his phone. Let's move on past that. I'm, you know, yeah. quite frankly, I'm, I'm, no, no offense to the Panthers themselves, but I'm sort of done talking about their owners. We, 
I know we can't. This not. is so legitimate, though. I know. I know. I'm just so tired of bringing them up. Not because. Yeah. Not because it's not. You know, it was like I was tired of bringing about uh, bringing up when Carlisle was the coach of the Leafs the the stupid things that I disagreed with that he was doing. We did that for like a year and a half. You, you Don't know, be crazy. You know. Well, okay, so it's early in the season. There's always time to escape this escape escape. But we talked about every year. There's a Gong Show team, and we were talking about the Islanders being the early candidate. Vancouver too. Vancouver too. Uh, and they sort of escaped it a little bit. It's the Panthers in a cakewalk. Mm-hmm. Right now. Absolutely. Hey, they make the playoffs, become a great story, prove everyone wrong. That, you know, that's fine. That's great. But right now, it's a carnival. It's a, it's a, it like, I've never seen just so much confusion. Yeah. Yeah. There's surrounding a lot going a team. On. Now, who knows? There might be a brilliant method to that madness, but I, it's, this this news story is just it's we we live in a movie. We do. <laughs> we live in a movie. And like we, I, I can't believe it. It means that for the first time in our lives, our direct lives, guys, we have talked to a person who knows a guy who might be the Secretary of Defense for the United States. Yeah. Of America. So what is Secretary of the Army and Secretary, Secretary of sorry, Defense? Not Secretary of Defense, Secretary of the Army. I'm assuming it. That's the person from what I know. And our American friends can correct me on this if I'm a little bit. Essentially, it's the person that is heading up and is the representative of the army. So I guess a, a lot of the uh, budgeting and the expenses and and all the things that the generals want would go through Vinny to yeah, the president. The yeah, you got it. Like, Great. Like, Let's do that. Sorry, before you start that, two weeks ago he was making a phone call saying to fire Gerard Gallant. <laughs> yeah, this is Vinny Viola. The Secretary of the Army is a senior civilian official within the Department of Defense of the United States of America with statutory responsibility for all matters relating to the United States Army. Manpower, personnel, reserve affairs, installations, environmental issues, weapons, communications, and financial management. So this is, you know all that stuff about, what what was that book? Flash Boys? Flash Boys. Maybe it's like about efficiency in the Army? Maybe. Um, He does find efficiencies. Our podcast is four degrees removed from the president. <laughs> wow. Our show, Doug Seafood, Vinny Viola, president. Damn. What the hell happened? What is this year? <laughs> it's been a weird year. Let's get out of it. It's I'm been a scared. Weird year. I hate it. Um, I, I, before we have to go, um, did you guys see the the Capitals social media blunder? <laughs> yes. Uh, go ahead, because I have a theory. All right, so Capitals... Uh, there's a one young woman named Emily Longton who tweeted a picture with her father. Is she a Caps fan, by the way? She is a Caps fan. Okay, that alters um, my theory. She tweeted. Uh, she tweeted that you know she is. Uh, she and her dad were at the game, so the Caps retweeted it and they were like, "Epic face swap." Only their faces weren't swapped. Her and her dad, they were just. That was just their faces, and that's how their faces look. And she's like, uh, "Those are our actual faces." And the Caps wrote back. And I want to know if you think this is trying them oh, trying to... Oh, I didn't to, see that. Yeah, they wrote back and they said... And I want to know if this is a publicity save. Like, oh, uh-oh, no. we screwed up and we're not going to admit it. Or if they actually meant it this way. Okay. They said, well, that was the joke. Oh, no. So my question then is, what was the joke? This is weird. <laughs> if that's a joke, what's the joke? Yeah. I think the joke is your faces don't fit. 
Which is not a good joke to be making at your fans' expense if it's a joke. No, right. Well, that Why don't you night, just say we screwed it up? I think it was just a mistake. That night, they had set up a booth for face swaps. So, like, it was part of the night where you can go and you can get your face swap done and then post it on Cap Social Media. So they just assumed that these people also did it. Oh, no. I'm going to give... Now, and here's the thing. You can make that blunder and, oh, oops. There's this thing with, like, social media coordinators, and I've seen them talk about it, and I've been to seminars, and every time they say it, I'm like, You're, that's blatantly false. That is so incorrect, and I'm not following it. They are, a lot of these guys are hell-bent on not letting a conversation die. You have to continue the conversation with someone. Why? Well, and this is the thing. In that scenario, okay, so you you accidentally, she or no, she tweets you, you mistakenly, you mistake face it for swap. his face swap. She responds. That's it. You well, just let it die. Delete and delete the original tweet. Mm. I would. Why not? You could just own the mistake and just leave it. Well, that's the thing is that just if you're not going to respond, just delete it. It's gone. Uh, then it's, I then might it's, be with Adam Then there. it's a minor incident. Then it's like a minor thing. And then people will forget the next day because you didn't respond. And if you do leave it up, maybe respond. Whoops, sorry. Yeah. Or that's why don't people that. why can't you just say whoops sorry? Why 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 are we trying to, that's the other thing that I don't understand is that why don't you just say we screwed up? Yeah. Then it's dead. Let it die. It's dead. Let if it you die. say oops. Ignore it. Cuz people understand human error. What people don't understand is being lied to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know it's not <laughs> that big of a deal, but it's like it's just the these social media things. It's like I don't understand. Well, if you're that girl, you're like, "Oh, that's Wait, that's the joke? To be fair. So you're saying... Her father looks very youthful. You're like, wow, I cannot believe that is He looks father. like her dad. Yeah, he does look like... They look very <laughs> similar. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure whoever did the retweet looked at the picture and it was the small icon. I doubt they blew it up on their phone uh, as... You know what I mean? Like, I You know doubt- what would be great is if she's messing with them and it is a face swap? That would be great. That would be great. So anyway, I thought it was quite funny. Uh, there's some things that we have to talk about, including a frozen cold... Avalanche reporter in Winnipeg. Um, <laughs> and you think your team's hard to cheer for? Vancouver, Florida, New York Islanders fans? Toronto. Toronto fans? <laughs> Try being a Cleveland Browns fan. I have a story for you that is going to absolutely blow your mind. Plus, contests in the download section. It's a big one! Sportsnet.ca. You can find us anywhere podcasts, podcasts, podcasts are downloaded. This particular podcast is brought to you by Panago Pizza. It is what is on the inside that counts. And we will see you online. Give the gift of Gretzky. 99 stories of the game by Wayne Gretzky. First, he rewrote the record book. Now, he's written the story of our game. To mark the NHL's 99th anniversary, Gretzky looks back on the last 99 years and tells us, from his point of view, about the NHL's most memorable moments. We already know what he means to the game. Now, he shows us what the game means to him. From hockey's fierce early battles on natural ice through its mythical golden era, where Howe, Richard, Beliveau, Hall, Orr, and Esposito define greatness. Through the unforgettable dynasties in Montreal, New York, and Edmonton, and the success stories of today's NHL, Gretzky takes us onto the ice and into the dressing room to share never-before-published stories about the great players and great characters who have inspired him. Head over to your local bookstore today and to cross another person off your list this holiday season. Podcasts. Podcast. I don't know why I struggle with the extra on this show. I don't know why. Oh, I sent you the uh, oh, I do. Facebook photo if you want oh, you to did? take a look. Oh, uh, you did? Is it on my Facebook? Yeah, it's on your Facebook in our group chat. 
Thank you to everyone tolerating my unprofessionalism. Hopefully, today. hopefully you enjoy it. Oh my god! It's just proof that th- things like that can be done. So whenever I see somebody, oh, this social media person said this, and there's no proof of it actually being okay. up, I'm like, I can do this. All right, so we're gonna take this seconds. and post this on our Reddit page. And unlike other things that we swear we're gonna post on our Reddit page and we haven't posted, <laughs> this we're actually gonna post. It's incredible. It says, as seen on Sportsnet's pregame show for the Leafs Coyotes. And then Steve writes, that's so cool. And then apparently I write. You'll be more aerodynamic if you shave your ass. And Justin Fisher writes, dangle for prime minister, which Justin is going to be mad about. That's actually incredible, Jesse. Wait, what did you type in? I'm confused. So if you look at the comments on this Steve Dangle video, you'll see that none of them are real. If you look at the comments where my finger is pointing, see see the comments, Steve? Steve isn't getting it. Oh, they're all just, <laughs> so yeah, because the, that's on my page, though. It's not on Sportsnet's. Yeah, but look, the comments aren't real, Steve. What do you mean they're not real? Look what you wrote. So the the deal with Photoshop is... Oh, oh the, sorry, man. I'm eating my mashed potatoes. That t- has you, nothing you, to do with you You know the Skip attention. Bayless thing we talked about at the beginning of the show? This is what Jesse is exhibiting to I you. I feel foolish. <laughs> do, you, do you see this webpage where your video is up and Adam wrote this thing about shaving ass? Which, that didn't actually happen. Which I Steve. wouldn't actually put on Facebook because someone's going to take that out of context and I'm, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Jesse, that's a fantastic job. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Oh, Jesse, you, you are wrote, a freaking master. Do you master. remember writing that, Steve? Because you didn't. No. There you go. That's how Photoshop works. Now, even if he had... Even if he <laughs> Thanks, had Dad! Jesse, even if he had written it, he wouldn't remember it. No. I mean, I, <laughs> let's be honest. No, because I'm Skip Bayless and I'm important and I have shit to do. So let, let's... Uh, Let's head on over to tropical Why Winnipeg. Why such a struggle? Let's head I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there are so many things on this show sometimes where I go, there, there are, this should be easy. This should be easy. And that's not your fault. That's not a slice of I've you. had to wake up really early that's the last couple too. days. I'm a zombie. Uh, I'm an idiot. Hard. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Why have you had to wake up early? Because uh, Mrs. Dangle's car broke down, so I had to drive her everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have to get up and drive her out? Get up and drive. When I'm used to going to bed late. <laughs> I okay. But it's not like you were getting no, you know up what? And I, going I, to work at the oil mines. I will give you that because here's the deal. The, the um, oil mines I know where people I mine for oil. I, I take rocket surgery. Yeah, I know what I said. <laughs> yeah, I'm good at hockey. I'm not good at school. Or whatever Patrick Maroon said before a video, video went hockey. viral. I'm not good at school. It's like two weeks ago. No one remembers. Um, <laughs> I want to take you to tropical Winnipeg. Uh-huh. Home of NHL's best player, Patrick Laine. Oh, absolutely. NHL's best player, by the way. NHL's best player. Mm-hmm. Um, where a poor, poor Colorado Avalanche reporter. Who, by the way, is from Colorado. From Colorado. A very cold climate. Decides to do a report outside because, well, he's from Colorado and probably used to it. But if you're going to do a report, I would do it inside in Winnipeg in the winter. And I think anybody in Winnipeg would say the same. Find a place to do it inside. This guy decides not to, and um, he probably does more damage to Winnipeg tourism than than anybody more <laughs> oh, has recently. Oh, imagine all the dollars being taken away from Winnipeg tourism. Maine, which has been called the windiest and coldest intersection in Canada. I would say it's the windiest and coldest intersection on the planet. Just being out here, I feel like I might die. It's it's a death sentence. <laughs> So that's Main Street and something. I didn't catch the other street he's on, but Main Street, Winnipeg. 
I'm telling you, man, uh, visit Central Canada in the winter just to see what it's like. Because um, Saskatchewan is similar climate. Um, you start to think ex- existential things like how are there people here? Well, okay, there's people here because people settled here. When was that? Well, that was 200 years ago. How the how hell did, did people? They do that? Yeah. How on earth did you live there before electricity? And it, a lot of them came from the Ukraine, and it's like things were better here at that point than they were in the Ukraine. I so don't that get just it. tells you how bad things were at the Ukraine in that point. The, but, and that's why like hockey with horse poo was fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, road apples they used to call them. Yeah, uh, I remember. Yeah, I had a science teacher used to be like, yeah, we played hockey with horse poo. Yeah, but yeah, I read that and in Bo- Bobby Bond's book. I read that in Bobby Bond's book, and I'm like, that guy's still alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's not an Yo, ancient historical he figure. Scored a goal to win a cup with a broken leg, and he's still alive. In in my parents' lifetime, <laughs> like that's nuts. That's not that's not a that's not Abe Lincoln. No, <laughs> that's Bobby Bond. No, don't, that's a different kind of tough man. And I feel like, especially Winnipeg, um, because it's it's like in Edmonton, it gets that cold. But Edmonton is, um, I think, a little less humid, and that actually makes a difference. It's a different kind of cold. And, and unless you've lived in Alberta yes. or Saskatchewan, uh, and Manitoba to a certain degree, but I find it to be a little bit more humid there, um, you, find, you, you don't understand the difference. And it's the same goes for the states. If you are in the Midwest in the states, you know what I'm talking about. That dry cold is a lot different than a wet cold. and uh, You and get s- instantly sick. Yes. Instantly so, sick. Winnipeg, minus 40 Celsius. In mm-hmm. the winter, plus forty with mosquitoes in the summer, and apparently they have trucks that roll down the street and spew chemicals into the air to kill the mosquitoes. There's that many. Oh, that's good. Like I, it, it's <laughs> oh, I, that's I mean, good. it's that it's just that's an extreme. That's an eighty degree difference, and people live that their whole lives. That is a whole different kind of tough. I would love to know, like, if you, I don't know if maybe you're a scientist or some kind of <laughs> medical student, Mister. Scientist, perhaps even a Mrs. Scientist, reach out. Like, do people in crazy cold climates like that just have different blood? Or I wonder something in them that because, like, my buddy Tom from Winnipeg doesn't like, think much of it. Dress shirt and like bubble vest, standing in line for a bar, and he's fine. Everyone else is in like a Canada Goose parka and dying yeah and they dying laugh when our extreme cold weather alerts for nine degrees minus nine degrees here i know and they're like well that's normal <laughs> but that's the types of cold because it's humid the wind chill is redonkulous it says minus nine and you look at the thermometer like you dirty liar yeah exactly. <laughs> it's 15 degrees colder than that all the americans are confused right now yeah. whatever yeah. use the proper measurement um jesse's bored <laughs> jesse is bored. where's jesse. the coldest place you've ever been here here yeah haven't you been to Montreal in the winter? I have. Um, well, that was in, it was in March. It was, it was as cold as it was here. It yeah. was a little colder, yeah. I went to a party outside in Edmonton for my Why? 23rd or 24th birthday. It was, it was, I was there with my, my co-host at the time, Danae, in Calgary. And so she, was, she had lived in Edmonton for five years and worked at a station up there uh, called The Bear, I think. And, uh, They're all called The Bear. Yeah. <laughs> or The Moose. The, <laughs> the Moose is Ontario. The Bear is The Edmonton. Bear, The Moose, and The Dock. Um, so she, it was, it was a rock station. And so all they had us up for this thing called, I forget what it's called. Um, um, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. So they play, Burning Man. they play shuffle. They, they, it's a guy's garage. Who's a big radio personality there. And they play shuffleboard. 
you know, the shelf, like, and they call it shelf. And so Sorry, get, which birthday of this? This is 23 or 24. You, you sure the numbers aren't, like, reversed? Yeah, well, anyway, so they're playing, they play shuffleboard, and it's in this garage, and none of them think anything of it, because they're all from Saskatchewan, or from Calgary, or from Edmonton, poo. and it's freezing. It's April 13th, and it is, there is two feet of snow on the ground. It's miserable cold. Every day is Carnival. Yes, yeah. yes, and I, I remember I got... I got a little drunk and I fell asleep on a couch outside. And then it snowed so much that night that somebody moved the tarp that was over me and a whole bunch of snow just dumped on me. Oh. And it was just like it was just a miserable, cold evening. And I, I just, I, it's different. It's I don't such mean a different to, cold. I don't mean to bring it down, but like, you got to be careful. That's how people die. Well, yeah, that but is, I was in a, I was in someone's driveway. I didn't like. No, I know. You were around park. people. Right. Yeah. But there was a, there was a player. Uh, when I was doing RBC Junior Hockey Magazine, he got sent down, I want to say from the Everett Silver Tips, and he played Junior A with the Winnipeg Saints, and uh, he died. He wow. He passed, passed out in a snowbank, and like you can't survive the night. No. No. You, it's rid- it's ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah. It's it crazy. Real sad. Really, really crazy. Be careful, man. Hey, shout outs to you guys out there who are right. And by the way, tomorrow being the first day of winter, uh, you're in for it. Everybody's in for it. So good luck to you all. Yes. Uh, I want to talk to you about being a first day of winter. Yeah. Hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Hasn't even happened. Uh, <laughs> so I want to talk about being a fan. And how hard it is to be a fan of certain teams, right? Welcome to my life. So, you, obviously, Toronto Maple Leafs fan has been pretty hard. It was pretty hard to be a Blue Jays fan up until, like, a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, Raptors fan, really hard for a long time. You can, you can think Islanders, think Florida Panthers, think uh, Vancouver recently, uh, think Arizona slash Phoenix slash Scottsdale slash wherever the hell they are now. The Raptors rising is one of the strangest I've seen because usually it's an acquisition of someone. They got rid of Rudy Gay <laughs> and immediately got good. <laughs> yeah. Because Rudy Gay it was, was a the turning point in the franchise. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. The best moment in the franchise's history. Not drafting Vince Carter. No. Getting rid of Rudy Gay. Who at the time was seen as their best player. I mean, pro- they, still probably the best rapper ever, but. An inch away from trading Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. An oh, inch away. So they had a deal with the Knicks, and then they. It fell through. Retracted. Yeah, it fell through. Yeah. And the Knicks didn't go through with it. Yeah. It was the Knicks that turned it down. Yeah. I love those stories. Crazy, right? I love those stories. Uh, so they end up making the playoffs a year. Crazy. So, Cleveland, this year. Cleveland hasn't made the playoffs in like 10 years. Okay. Cleveland. Browns. Browns. I was about to the say, Indi- Cleveland had a good year. The Indians and Cavs, great year. Mm-hmm. Sorry, let me correct myself. The Cleveland baseball team and the Cavaliers, <laughs> great year. Yep. The Cleveland Browns are 0 for 13 this year. 14. 0 for 14 now. Yeah. Sorry. Are you serious? They're 0 yeah. for 14. There's only one other team, I believe. It was the Dolphins, like in 2009 or something, that went 0 for 16. It was either the Dolphins or the Lions. I feel like it was the Dolphins, but it, I think it was look the it Lions. Up. Yeah, I think it was the Lions. Okay, De- Detroit Not that Lions, I know 2008. No. Detroit Lions, 2008. Yeah. Okay, fine. Both were bad. We'll just put it that <laughs> way. We got one. Ha <laughs> ha. So yeah, according no. to Daryl Reuter, Reuter, Reuter from, from from Cleveland, Clevelanders would rather watch Steelers than Browns. Well done. CBS affiliate getting bombarded with requests for the Pittsburgh Cincinnati game that happened this Sunday. So let me and let me just put this into perspective for you. Cleveland, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, rivalry. Yeah. Like Clevelanders hate the Steelers. 
hate the Bengals, would rather watch the Bengals and Steelers. That's like us wanting to watch a Habs-Sens game yeah. over a Maple Leafs game. That's <laughs> wow. how much, that's how mad they are. Like, I I was so mad at the Leafs, and I was so mad at what happened, and even in the worst of the Peter Horacek era, oh, yeah. I still would rather watch a Leafs game over a Habs and a Sens game. I'm that much of a fan. I would rather, I would have probably rather watched other games. I don't know about that. Mm. I don't know about rivals, man. Like my, oh. my favorite part of the whole Cleveland Browns thing is the last quarterback to win a game for the Cleveland Browns <laughs> is still Johnny Manziel. I know! What? <laughs> yes! Yeah. He's the last QB to win a game for the Oh my Cleveland god! <laughs> Dude, you have got... It is so long it's been. They are a gong show. And they're not just a gong show. How come? Honestly, ownership... Um, they can't stick to any plan because ownership. Like, uh, aren't the Raiders supposed to be a gong show? They and, are. But they're making the playoffs, aren't they? Well, yeah, for the first time in, since 2002. Gee. And I hate to say it this way, but it took their owner, who is the, I believe is Al Davis Sr., mm-hmm. it took him passing for there to finally be a change. Oh, Blackhawks fans might know a thing or two about that. Yeah, well, yeah. didn't they, they had an owner who didn't want to put games on TV because he thought it would hurt the box office for people buying tickets to the game. And now, they're Crazy. the That's biggest what, franchise was, in the NHL. By the way, that much. was the freaking 90s. <laughs> he was afraid of that in the 90s. Not the 90s, like early 2000s. Like, he didn't want to put games on TV. He didn't understand that TV might have brought in more money. I saw a great damn stat on uh, our hockey. Can you bring that up? Uh, Reddit hockey. It might still be one of the top posts. Um, remember when Patrick Steffen missed a wide open net? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was on the Dallas Stars, I think. And, yep, here it is. Oh, and then they came back, didn't it? Wasn't it against Edmonton? Yeah, it was against Edmonton. And Edmonton came back and Edmonton scored. comes yeah. the other way, ties the game with like maybe less than a second to go. Yeah. Um, oh, I remember that or one. Or did they get the... No, 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 yeah. They would they have had to tie over, it because... Over time. That's right. Yeah. So, get this from Reddit. This blew my mind. Patrick Steffen's failed... <clears throat> Patrick Steffen failed to score on an empty net, causing the Oilers to tie the game with seconds remaining, earning a point. That point pushed them over the Blackhawks in the standings. Both teams finished with 71 points, but the Oilers had the tiebreaker. <sighs> the Hawks ended up winning Patrick Kane. If Stefan scored, the Oilers would have Kane right now. It's crazy to think how much what? different the NHL would be today if Stefan had just scored on that empty net. Whoa, man. How many Edmonton fans just threw up? <laughs> so they won the lottery to draft Patrick Kane. Yes. Who, and he was the undisputed Who was drafted one. next? JVR. By- it was the first ever American 1-2 by the Flyers. And then who? who so did where Edmonton did Edmonton draft? finish? Yeah, where did they draft? And why did no, oh, no? Because it was the Flyers, not the Flyers. The Blackhawks won the lottery, right? Yeah. So the Oilers would have been in the position that the Blackhawks were in. Oh, so they right? would have had the same balls and it would have fallen that way. Yes. Okay, where did Edmonton? Where did Edmonton? In two thousand seven. That's a that's a great question. That'll be fun. Wasn't Cam Barker? Oh no, it wasn't him. Was he a first round pick? Dude, Cam Barker. Cam Cam Barker was picked by the Blackhawks third overall. The Oilers drafted Sam Gagne at six. Mm. Wow, they they went all the way to six, eh? Yeah. Oh god, the Blackhawks lucked out so hard. I guess they won a pretty big lottery then. The Blackhawks. They did. Yeah. They, they moved up quite a bit. I remember. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, boy. And Sam Gagne, by the way, like completely having a monster season for the Blue Jackets <laughs> on like a minimum contract. Can I, th- can I throw something out there? Yes. I feel like from the years 2004 to 2010, 2011, we're going to look back on them. That last half of the two thousand, the original, the first decade of the two thousands, and we're gonna look at that and go, that was a very weird transitional time for hockey. Like it was sort of its own gong show in the sense that mm. there were a lot of teams that really hadn't figured anything out. They hadn't figured out. Like I'll, I'll point to the Leafs: no draft, no salary cap, uh, no idea what's going. No, no adaptation to the fact that the red line didn't matter as much anymore. The the. 0405 lockout changed the sport. Yes. It made it two different sports. And yeah. you didn't really realize it at the time. But like go go back and watch the Leafs like 2002 playoff run. I was saying this about Zach Hyman's punch from the Ducks game that got called. That would never be called in the early 2000s. Nope. Like not even that long ago. The that would clutch never and be grab called. stuff is crazy. You to could watch now. murder your opponent legally and get a two minute minor. Yep. <laughs> yep. And it happened a lot. Uh, All the time. Sundin. Imagine how many more goals Sundin would have in this era. Oh, crazy. That guy, he should have been nicknamed Rudolph. Because every time he got on a break, he had two guys hanging off of him. He was always pulling a sleigh. Holy. I see what you did there. Uh, you see, because yeah. I had to explain. You, you made it work. I, hey, man, you made it work. You made it work. Are uh, the Blackhawks right now the most underrated team in the NHL? Aren't they, like... They're first. They're first. By the way, with the 29th penalty kill. You know why I think they're they could be underrated? Is everybody's bored of talking about how great they are. But what, this is supposed <laughs> to be the year everything falls off. I don't think so. This is uh, the least publicized Blackhawks we've ever seen. You know what? No, I I think Jesse might be right there. They were supposed to take a bit of a dip. Really? And they were supposed to take a bit of. Well, a Well, because they had. Mm-hmm. All those rookies in the lineup. You're supposed to take some dip, not be the best team in Sorry, the NHL. Sorry, a depth. Adept. Supposed depth. to take a depth. There's supposed to be some pet. They were supposed to experience some pet. Black. I look. I look. I look and at the top weird. of the. I look at the, t- the top of the stands. Like I go. I go. Blackhawks. What are you doing here? It is a. They are an unbelievable, unbelievable team. So. Uh, and Crawford was out for a little bit. I think they were missing Keith for a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stan Bowman, man. And you know. Okay, so I'm always. There are a few quotes I've picked up over the years, and some really stick. And one is Dmitry Filipovich's, um, identify who the bad GMs in the league are. And don't hire them? And, no, and call them all the time. Oh, if yeah. you're a GM. Over the last five years, the Blackhawks might be the Leafs' most common trade partner. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Says a lot. Dude, Versteeg? Boland? For beauty. Yeah, Verbeauty, Ver Boland, Ponick, the, the Ponick trade. Um, Which was just a boon for the Hawks, let me just say. How great he's been. It's a good thing he didn't fall off. What right? else? Um, Isn't it? Isn't it? Nobody? Nobody? I don't, I don't, I don't get I'm it. saying, remember how great Richard Ponick was oh, at yes, the beginning yes, of the yes. season? But he's still, you know what, he has tailed off, but he's... He's I'm still not saying there. he's bad. I'm just saying he wasn't going to score like that. The Leafs gave them Jimmy Hayes for a second round pick so that the Leafs could draft Brad Ross. Um, Let's not get into this. If we, we got no, other, no, 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 but we got shit I'm going to get into this. Oh, well, no, I'll get into it for my trade tree thing because that is a trend that I've noticed. A lot of the Leafs' most common trade partners over the last few years are really good teams. 
And I don't think that's a coincidence. I like that. See, I like that as an article. I like that as an article. It's yeah, just that yeah. we're running out of time. It's totally, totally. And we have lots of things to give away. Well, we've got oh, least yeah, things to give right. away. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's um, right. So I'm going to read through uh, the poem. So the, 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 the game is January 23rd against the New York Rangers. And by the way, we'll have more tickets in the New Year, so don't you worry. New York Rangers, January 23rd, ACC. If you want to go see the Leafs, you were too. Send in your submission to stevedanglepodcast at gmail.com. It was Twas the Night Before Christmas, your own way. You had to include Steve, Jesse, and myself, and our lovely sponsors, Panico Pizza. And a few of you decided to send those straight to my email, and I didn't respond, so you're probably like, oh, it didn't go through? No, I just forwarded it right to the proper email. Ah. You're welcome. Also, it's <laughs> stevedanglepodcast at gmail.com, so if you sent it to Steve, technically you're disqualified. Mm-hmm. But what if I forwarded it? Doesn't matter. Oh, we, I believe we were pretty clear. Wow, that's cold. Well, you guys are cold. Steve, if I am to collect a check for a million dollars and I go, I go to the house next to the house that I'm supposed to go to and ask them for a million dollars, I'm not going to get a million dollars. All right there, Adam, let the meat cake wild. <laughs> well, Where Jesse, did I come from? Do, am I wrong? You're right. Jesse, this reminds Jesse knows me. I am playing by Jesse's rules here. Th- this reminds me of a, of something Adam Wilde uh, once asked me. He goes, "Are, are there no prisons? Are there no workhouses? <laughs> if they're going to die, you better do it and decrease the surplus population." <laughs> Scrooge. Sorry. Um, let's let's start with poem number five. Oh my god! So you're reading off the ones that lost? Yes, I am. That's re- heartbreaking. But you made the top five. Okay. Okay. I mean, you're at least at this point at number five. You're at least Freddie Goche. You right? get nothing, but we liked you. But we liked you, and I think you deserve a shout out. What's wrong with that? Nothing. At least they send it to the right email address. Sorry, Mr. Scrooge. Brock Lintern. Twas the night, twas the month before playoffs and all through the city. Lee's fans were distraught because the team was still shitty. <laughs> The offense dried up, they struggled on D, and Panago Pizza still blocked hashtag Steve's. Pee-pee. Yeah. <laughs> God bless you, Panago. You guys are the best. Yes. The media had begun to turn on the team. There were hot takes. Sean Hot takes. Oh, spelled like Sean Mendes. Hot yeah. dogs and outdated memes. Kipper had threatened to punch Kadri in the head. <laughs> In his new segment, sponsored, of course... Oh, wait. Sorry. Kipper had threatened to punch Kadri's head in in this in his new segment, sponsored, of course, by Excedrin. Damn Stretch, it, Kiprio's taking my ad dollars. We needed a man to lift the city's spirits, to make viral the video, and ensure everyone could hear it. Um, the man needed charm, good looks, and wit, but since Merrick was too busy, I guess Steve was it. <laughs> Steve brainstormed ideas about how to fix the season while Jesse was bitter and angry for some reason. Adam Wilde tried as best as he could, but despite his large head, his ideas were not that good. Yo, this is number five? <laughs> this is number five. Steve needed to help compete. I, I said not to do the whole poem. It's bloody long. Yeah. Uh, Steve needed to help complete his uplifting statement, so his blogging friends emerged from their mom's basements. <laughs> on Jeffler, on Bobby, on Sean Macondo. Macondo? Mackendo. Mackendo. Down goes Brown. Oh, is that is that down? I thought I wouldn't have known that was his name. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, there you well, go. There you go. Hi, Sean. I thought he was born down I goes just... Brown. Yes. Okay. Well, I figured that made. I read his article this morning in Sports. His, no, no. His blogging name is Sean Mackendo. Oh. His birth name <laughs> is Down Goes Brown. Yes. Oh, okay. We're never getting through this now. <laughs> now, Leafs Nation, PPP, and others. I don't know. Some bloggers be getting paid, but not these guys. So fortunately for Steve, they worked for Panago Pies. 
They tried to get players to help increase views, but a, they tried to get players to help increase views. But but a player is a ghost if he's a player of lose. Ooh, oh, good line. Finally, the video was beginning to build. They. Oh, oh your poetry snaps! Yeah, I thought you were trying to get my attention. No, uh, that would be so rude. Uh, hey, hey. They Kadri Bob Rosted and said hi to Phil. Steve used his so. By the way, finally the video was beginning to build. They Kadri Bob Rosted and said hi to Phil. Steve used all of his tricks, like yelling and falling. He finally knew that this was his calling. Steve told the media to back off the team that jealousy is what made them all so mean. He pushed them to stop with all of the attacks. He said, <laughs> "He said, watch the game, and damn it, know the facts." <laughs> The team is still young and needs more time to grow. They're they're uh, but they're more entertaining uh, now than the last decade or so. With Austin and Marner, we have lots of hope. And Nylander's hair is so goddamn dope. This video was a hit and broke the net. It was a message all hockey fans soon won't forget. Sorry, won't soon forget. The city brightened. The city brightened, and fans let out a cheer. Remember, we all remembered the Leaf motto. We'll get him next year. Wow. That's number five? I'm exhausted. Did you pick this? Huh? We picked it. We picked it. We picked it. Oh, my God. That's right. All right, here we go. I was involved. Hello, Steve, Jesse, and uh, Adam. Uh, My name is Matt. I live in Tampa. Not eligible for the rewards on this contest, but I was still hoping to share my poem. Huge fan of the podcast. Been listening for about a year now. Helped me get through some difficult times. Sorry about those difficult times, Matt. Uh, As silly as that sounds, doesn't sound silly at all. I listen to every episode. Guaranteed uh, happiness and laughter. Well, we appreciate that. Let me cut you off there. Like, this podcast helps us through difficult times. Yeah. Like, this is my favorite thing I do, I think. Like, maybe even more than the videos. I don't even have to question it. It is my favorite. You're reading yeah. the one yeah, that's for sure. Right. That's the new This is the, Yeah, the new oh, one. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Oh, boy. There was, a, like there there was, was an old number four that Jesse has now taken out. No. Whoa. So we'll never You're, know. You are ruthless. Yeah. Well, he has to be. He's the producer. Um, You're I both now, ruthless. I now feel for teachers. It felt like grading papers when I was going through some of these. And it, and it took a while. <laughs> Bless there you, was, Mrs. Nagel. There was... Lots of messages and imagine lots of poems. So God bless Jesse for going through these. I uh, tried to be part of a website a long time ago, but it involved me editing everyone's work. Mm. Nope. And nope. I did it. Nope. I did like two runs of it, and I was like, done. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I can't. Someone, I can't. Asked me, I hate someone this. said to me once in high school, they're like, "Oh, you'd be a great teacher," and I was like, "Nope." <laughs> great <laughs> not a chance in hell. Not fun. <laughs> nope. I don't know how people do it. Like Stephen Birch, I don't know how that guy does that and does all the. Tw- he tweets all the time. I'm like, how do you? How do you ever mark a paper? You're constantly doing research. It's crazy. Anyway, uh, it was the night before Christmas, and Steve Dangle was a mess. The Leafs had just lost, and he lost, and he cried in distress. I'm noticing a pattern here. The Leafs are always losing. Could anyone save Steve from his absolute worst fear that the Toronto Maple Leafs would again finish last this year? A ring at the door, and Dangle got up to take a peek. It was Adam and Jesse who said, I know how to end the streak. They dined on Panago Pizza, of course, and revealed their master plan to once again revive Dangle's faith as a Leafs fan. Oh, Steve, we bring us a plan. We bring with us a plan so special that ensures Austin Matthews becomes a champ like Phil Kessel. Oh, no, you're crazy. That's impossible to achieve. No, Steve, please. You've got to believe. Oh, all right. What is this master plan? Jesse and I have brought you a talented man. In walks Drew Doughty, a fraud Norris Trophy winner. <laughs> Shocked by this sight, Dangle spits out his dinner. But why on earth would Drew want to play here? 
It's simple, Steve Dangle, to spread some holiday cheer. By the way, holiday spelled like Matt Holiday, the baseball player. Mm-hmm. Not holiday, the holiday. Uh, you know what? I appreciate people who can write dialogue in rhyme. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah. <laughs> My job is simply to bring Toronto a cup, a sight you can cherish with Iggy, your pup. Six months have passed and the Hawks and Leafs. Uh, six months have passed and the Hawks and Leafs meet. Game seven, heading to overtime. Oh, oh baby, what a treat! Oh baby, Dangle, Adam, and Jesse all in attendance for the game because we all have ten thousand dollars for a ticket. Praying the Leafs win, otherwise that'd be a shame. Doughty has a puck and is ready to fire, but loses an edge, causing him to blow a tire. <gasps> Here comes Patrick Kane soaring up the right wing. If he were to score that, if he were to score, that would surely sting. He fires the shot. Anderson deflects it into the air. The packed ACC crowd, all quiet, can only stare. Richard Ponick whacks his stick at the puck. A son, Steve Dangle, shouts, Do we fuck? <laughs> Does it say D apostrophe holy fuck? Holy <laughs> <Do we> fuck! <laughs> Not quite. No, poetic license. <laughs> Rolling past the goalie on its way in, the 2017 Cup, the Chicago Blackhawks win. Steve was in tears. I hate this one! He sat there and cried, as his only thoughts were, oh, God, I just want to die. The trio of friends left the arena and walked all about. The only thing worse <laughs> the only thing worse than this would have been if they'd lost in that bullshit shootout. <laughs> Good play. Yeah, that's right. That By the way, way, if that was actually how the Leafs lost, <laughs> I would walk home. I would walk to Oshawa from the ACC. I don't think you'd make it. I think you'd probably die. I think you'd jump in front of the go train before that. Uh, maybe. Sorry. Or I'd try to find a moose. I'd walk far enough north. I'd yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I've, I would expect not to hear from you for at least twenty four hours. But I feel like walking to Oshawa. They. I mean, let's Google map that for a second. I here. would How just periscope the whole thing, like just deal with. <laughs> oh, gotta gotta create some content out of this. Well, no, because I'm not making <laughs> an LFR. Sad. I'm not gotta making make, an LFR. Gotta make a video. That's the LFR. <laughs> Gee, I hope sure, I sure hope Steve vlogs this, dude. If I get hit by a car, I'm gonna be like just in the hospital, guys. Wait, gotta make the LFR. I'm really sad and suicidal right now, but gotta make that LFR. Can't miss an episode. Cause you know people are gonna be like, "What's the LFR up?" I know it's the most bullshit moment of your entire life, but what the fuck? Where's the video? Oh I think my yeah, Steve's on Meerkat. <laughs> Nobody can find him. You remember Meerkat, right? No, the original Periscope. Oh, I never used it. It was the original Periscope. I do remember it, though. Like ICQ. All right. Uh, the walking distance from the Air Canada Center to Oshawa is 10 hours. I would do it. You could take Kingston Road all the way down. I, You know what? I would walk all the way home and get breakfast at Teddy's in Oshawa and then go home and cry. And if it was a warm enough night, I'd walk with you. It'd be June night. I'd It'd be June. You guys would walk for 10 hours. 10 hours? I have a buddy who biked to his cottage. And it took yeah, like, it took him took him all day. Yeah, that's different. That's biking. I mean, it's still really hard physical activity for you can like bike a day. for five hours for eight hours, but Man, walking for time. ten is a little aggressive. You think? Wait, which do you think is easier? I think I think biking, biking would be easier. Biking, no way! it's way. fifty kilometers. Biking fifty kilometers is easier than walking fifty kilometers. Yeah, yeah. 
I no, think that's not what you said. Your you feet would get I'm never so sore. Out of here. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no you're true. not. Sorry, we, we got we got too much to get through. Uh, this is from this is from Paul Chen. Paul Chen. Paul Chen from Boston can't win the tickets. That's why he's at number three. Well, maybe not the whole reason. So, but. congrats, number one. You won by default. Because <laughs> everybody else is from somewhere else. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the night, Steve Dangle was screaming and shaking of fright. The cameras were hung round the house with care, and the last LFR gave everyone a scare. The millennials were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of printers danced through their heads. <laughs> Many leaf scratches and the team near the cap. Oh, and I guess we can call Frankie's career a wrap. Ooh, Ooh. dark, man. Out of Steve's basement arose such a clatter. I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. My James, he screamed in a flash. I hope he doesn't do something rash. I, I, I just hoped he wouldn't do something rash. Sorry about that. It's that Frenchie, I tell you, he said with a screech. I'll bet he's with my James somewhere on a beach. <laughs> when what to my wondering eyes should appear but Adam Wilde with Steve's James and a beer. With the sound of an Uber and many hot takes... I knew in a moment it was young Jesse Blake. <laughs> oh, wow. Woo. The cast of the podcast was for some reason here, and they decided to go, uh, and, they, and then they decided to go to a Panago near. That was good. That's very Shakespearean. Near. I like that. Yeah. On Jakin, on Timber, now <laughs> Kale and Steel Boomer. <laughs> on Nishka, on Nathan, on Edge and Jersey. <laughs> Those are the names from the WHL, that's all. Now go record. You've got Friedman on call. <laughs> very nice, Paul. Very nice. All right, I got to keep going. Keep going. Don't stop down. Th- that right. was very slam poetry at the end. Oh, and this is great um, because this is actually recorded. It's a little long. I think it's a couple minutes, so okay. I don't know well, if you want to... Okay, we got time. We yeah, got time. Okay. I hope it's not too late. It'll record it in MP3 if you like it. Uh, if not, go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> that's from Zach. Well, Zach this is be- not the Bill Burr podcast. <laughs> you cannot just tell us that. And this is the runner-up? This is the runner-up. Go fuck yourself. Oh, seven bags. Production. This is number two? Wow. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through Steve's house... With Steve, Adam, and Jesse side by side, all passed out. <laughs> now you might find that odd. Do they always hang there? Well, this time was different, but I'll skip the love you dangler. This <laughs> <laughs> was the night before Christmas. So many reasons to be nice. But Babcock just won't play Corrado, not even twice. <laughs> but covering it up like a dead body was Lou Polu, as Saint Nick was coming, with so many jolly things to do. He rode into the six and up to the schwa. He thought, should I hit Libvidge? Well, Jesse's already at Steve's, so nah. <laughs> it made such a clatter, like an 18-wheeler off a cliff or a leafer yelling after a 4-1 lead shattered. Up woke the three boys, off three amigos, to responsibly defend their house like three Jared amigos. They raced wow. to the window like Zach Hyman on a loose puck, but they saw nothing so unlucky their PDO must be fucked. <laughs> Adam said, fellas, I think it's Santa, wow. And Steve said, you're right. The opportunity is now. (laughs) Jesse said, this is stupid. I'm going back to bed. So Adam piped up and said, hey, just like Steve's pee-pee, that's what she said. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great (laughs) He laughed. So the leader of the gang had had enough, and he dragged them down stair by stair. And what they saw next would not disappoint them like a Hunwick and Polak pair. Mm. They saw presents under the tree and stockings full to the rim. A deep dish threesa from Panago Pizza. It's what's inside that counts, TM. <laughs> Adam looked up to Jesse. Are all those for us? In Jesse's big sexy voice, he said, oh, maybe. 
But in the corner of Steve's eye, he saw the upper deck sign. So Steve let out a big bob call. Oh, baby. <laughs> Pretty good. They were all for them. Even a bone for Iggy. Their excitement could not be contained not a bit. Well, maybe Steve was the calm one. This isn't a new one. He said, oh, God, no way. More free shit. <laughs> he was to go to the tree. He thought, which box is my gift in? So he searched and he searched until he spotted a tag that said from Santa to Producey Shipman. <laughs> he thanked the immortal and let out a chortle, excited to see what was inside. He said, no freaking way, a jersey of Dalton Pompeii, so the girls would all hang by his side. And next that to the tree anyway. was Adam with glee. His booming laugh was enough to make someone turn their car radio down. <laughs> so he opened the gift, and oh, look at this, laundry tokens for my jeans that went brown. <laughs> No, I read and I quote, stop putting your pants in the freezer. Adam thought, how could I make such a weird mistake? Santa's such a smart old geezer. And last to the tree was Steve and Iggy. Steve saw his new hockey card. It was Felix the Cat with a slick autograph, but that wasn't the gift that starred. He couldn't believe what Santa achieved, a groundbreaking toy Steve was so keen on. Steve pressed a red button, and straight out of nothing, Iggy turned into a Pokemon. There was <laughs> one last shot for the boys That's to take cool. in, and this one was bigger than the rest. A massive man with a red suit and hat who stood about as high as Jesse's chest. <laughs> but then it was Steven who yelled, can you believe it? And Adam yelled back, I can. It was Santa himself, and Jesse grabbed a cookie off the shelf and handed it to the great man. Santa said, I just love the podcast when the Leafs were in dead last and Steve was losing his mind. And Steve said, that's great, but isn't it late? Can you get all the toys out on time? Santa said, you're right, there's no time. Pittsburgh's next in line. I wish I could stay and chill. And Adam was nervous and he was nearly wordless, but said, hey, say hello to Phil. <laughs> you know, Kessel. Santa shot an awkward smile and grabbed his toy pile and shot himself up the chimney, dodging the pottery. Steve yelled out, Santa, just one more wish. I have to insist. Can we have Nolan Patrick or Lil Yegren in the lottery? Santa giggled away and then hopped in his sleigh and called out from his reindeer from right to left. On Marner, on Willie, on Matthews and Riley, on Bozak, on Freddy, Hyman and Zaitsev. And in Christmassy magic, Santa's sleigh took flight. St. Nick yelled, Merry Christmas to all and to all. A good night. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Production value is great. Read great. Rhyming scheme. Hey. Rhyming was a little, little Wayne. A little, now. A little Wayne. That was supposed to be number two. That was supposed Yeah, I said it was number but two. if we read number one and you guys enjoy number two better, would you ever flip-flop? Oh, Jesse, you can't just throw a curveball at us like that. Uh, that was good. That was really good. You see, I enjoyed the story of number one the best. See, Adam, you got You can't fuck this reading up. I don't, I don't give extra points for the production and the reading. Whoa. You were supposed to write us a poem. The producer doesn't give extra points for the production. See, I, 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 I did say get creative with it to stand mm. out, right? Mm-hmm. Adam, if you, Elmer, fud this shit. I, I think I've done pretty well so far. There's been a lot of reading. A lot of reading. So, don't, Elmer, fud this shit. So right now we have the top two. And I guess, do you want to let Steve decide after we read the Oh, the this is cruel. This is really cruel. Jesse, okay. you're the worst. Let me just say you're the worst. Because here's here's what Jesse's done. Instead of him being the bad guy, now we have to be the bad guy. You you see how he politically outmaneuvered maneuvered us there? Not we. He said me. I'm the bad guy. Oh, I am all the way the bad guy. Okay. I picked one, but there's other people on this podcast, and you guys got opinions as well. 
after you've heard them all. This is, it is fair to say that I haven't heard yeah. these yet. Okay, okay. Yeah, you haven't yeah. heard or seen any of these. Okay, you ready? Let's go. Twas the night of hockey and all through the house. The idiots were working like a young Lawson Krauss. Steve was yelling, Adam was cheering, watching the Leafs blow a lead. When suddenly there was a knock at the door and Jesse wondered who it could be. He opened the door and to his surprise, it was a man dressed in blue. Sorry, it was a man dressed in blue and red. With a boom and a scream, they thought it was a dream as Jesse laid there dead. What? I don't know. The boys knew who it was as the man walked in. It was Carey Price in his Habits jersey again. Steve yelled help till he started to wheeze, but Carey had a slice of Panago pizza up his sleeve. Carey stuffed it in Steve's face as Adam began to plead, No, stop! I love you, Carey! Everyone stopped to look at Adam. <laughs> Feeling the pressure, he screamed, I will tell him! So wait, sorry. To interrupt you, Carey Price has already shot and murdered Jesse and tried to kill me with a piece of pizza? Yes. I like where this is going. Carrie backed off the puzzled Steve as Adam walked to him with a feeling of need. He said, I've always liked the Canadian, Steve. It just took me some time to believe. <laughs> it took me- <laughs> Adam and Carrie left in a pinch, <laughs> leaving Steve to say, you little... Grinch? Well, uh, other word. <laughs> B word. Oh, binch? Binch. Oh, okay. <laughs> Love you guys. Keep it up. Alex from Kitchener. I think the story of the murderous Carrie Price was <laughs> the most pretty, creative story I think that's pretty funny. Got. But what is the prize? The prize is the Rangers tickets. Leafs Rangers tickets. January 23rd. How many tickets do we have? We have two tickets. It's up to Steve. Oh, this is so mean. Yeah, I'm not making the call on this one. I'm not wearing this. Because mm-hmm. both were great. I can't. I can't even. Is it going to be? Is it going to be Alex from Kitchener, who I just read, or is it going to be Zach from We Don't Know? Oh, he's going to see us in London, though. You will meet. By the way, if you don't pick Zach, you're going to, he's going to see him in London. So. Oh, great! Well, wait. Where's Where's Alex from? Uh, Kitchener. He'll probably. I be mean, there we'll too. probably see him too. Oh. We should both we should get them both to do some dramatic readings in front of people. <laughs> well, That's cruel. Because here's the thing: do we have to decide today? Yes, we do. Why? Because Panago has specifically requested that we decide today. They asked for so little. They asked for very little. Fuck. Because <laughs> they both deserve tickets. Mm-hmm. But. Wait, which Inga- one's which one's who? In- Matt is. Uh, sorry, so it is Zach, uh, who did the recording. Zach, Alex. I was assuming Alex. Zach somewhere. I don't know where Zach is, uh, but Alex is from London or in Kitchener. It just sucks so much that we have to decide today because I think I could make it better we, for whoever I don't pick. We have, but to. I can't. Do we that have without to decide talking to, to you guys. We have to decide today. These are the top two. Maybe we'll vote by committee. Adam, no, what's your we... fucking vote? <laughs> Adam! Come yeah, on! Adam, which one are you leaning towards? <laughs> I'm going to lean towards. I, I like. Uh, I like Zach. You son of a I th- bitch! I think Zach. I think Zach. And it, that's no offense to Alex, who now hates me. 
but Zach not only wrote it extra five minute long. That was five minutes, five minute long poem. Recorded it, added Christmas music to it, and read it beautifully. I mean, really, that was a that he went above and beyond, mm-hmm. and has a great read. Because most people, you get them high on a microphone, and they're like, "Twas the night before Christmas," and Steve Dang- Steve, Steve Steve Dangle. Steve. Like, it's not easy to it's not easy to be great in front of a microphone, especially if you're not re- usually in front of one. I don't know uh, what Zach does, but he's damn good at it. And he, I don't think he edited it either because he left in no, himself yeah, he laughing. laughing. No, there was there was cuts. There were oh, cuts. cuts? Oh, okay, <laughs> Jesse could tell. Um, I I just didn't know this would happen. I just I picked you son top, of a. I picked the top uh, poems we got, and I just thought you guys would decide on. Jesse had Zach listed at number two on on Zach. You know, not Zach. So wait, wait, <laughs> wait, he, wait, wait. Oh, it, so you had the recording listed at number two? Yeah. No, it was arbitrary. Really, oh, it wasn't. Fuck. It was not arbitrary. You fucker. Uh, so we know which way Jesse voted. Uh, Steve, this still comes down to you. <laughs> And we have other things to get to on this show. <laughs> we don't have We time. do? Yes. Oh, I'm never getting home. Um, oh. Alex was the one who did the last one. Mm-hmm. And Zach was the guy who did the recording. Mm-hmm. Wait, Alex or Matt? Alex. Alex. So it's Alex and Zach. Mm-hmm. By the way, all this dead air has got to be really exciting to listen to. I think it's suspense. Shut up! You're not making the decision. <laughs> I voted. I made my. I played my part in the decision. Likewise, as did Jesse. Alex, I'm sorry. I gotta give it to Zach. Ladies and gentlemen, Zach Nevis Nevis is going to see the Toronto Maple Leafs and the New York Rangers play each other January 23rd at the Air Canada Center. And that is not to take away from Alex from Kitchener. Give me Alex's email. No. <laughs> no, 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 because I, I think I have something for Okay, well, that's no. a good follow-up prize. Well, then you I'll lost. log in and do it myself. He lost, Steve. Yeah, I'm not giving back. him Rangers Listen, tickets. guys, here's the deal. I have I have something that is really, really great. So we want to celebrate. Good Congratulations, Zach. I have something that's really great, and it involves our boy Levi Maestro. Oh. And I don't... <laughs> it's a contest where you're first but lose. I, I don't think we have... To, <laughs> Well done. Yeah. Oh no. I don't think I. You just Levi Maestroed him. I don't think we've got time for the Levi Maestro thing, so I'm gonna have to save it for the next episode. But both of you, and by the way, everybody listening to this, you are not to send Steve or Jesse any updates on Levi Maestro from now on because I have a great story. Someone sent me something and I didn't read it. Do not ruin it because I got something great. Okay. Okay? Don't ruin it and don't ruin it for yourselves. Uh, Um, Gift exchange. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But right now we got to do. We got to do. Yeah, we'll do a gift exchange for sure. Right now, we have to do the press conference quickly. Okay. Oh. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. As what is JVR worth in a trade? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> how many more times are we going to do this? We've asked, we, we, yeah. Uh, and, like, look, I'm not criticizing the question, but it's like... Is it's it like, worth it, regardless of a playoff run, or would keeping him for another four to five years be a better result for the rookies? Is it well, worth, you would have to is extend it, worth it. it. Let me work it. I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse, reverse it. it. 
Is your nifty in mind yet? <laughs> is your nifty draft pick second round? <laughs> if you've got a big stick, okay. Let me. Oh, we sorry. know the song. Okay. <laughs> we, we know the song. Uh, sorry, are we done here? Oh, okay, all right. Keep going. <laughs> uh, okay, extending him is going to be very expensive because mm-hmm. he is twenty-seven, maybe twenty-eight. He's in his prime. Scoring like a maniac. Last year is his, or next year is his last year. 27. Is next year his last year on his contract? <laughs> next season? Cap friendly. I think so. Give me a second. If there's two left, that's a magical contract. He's still on the contract that the Flyers signed him to, by the way. He's a free agent 2018 summer. So next year is the last year of his deal. Yeah. Interesting. Because I think he gets like six mil. 6.5. He doesn't get less than Andrew Ladd. No. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he mm-hmm. gets at least six. And he's a legitimate net presence every game. Yep. Yeah, because right now he's making 50 grand higher than Tyler Bozak, which is ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. The Flyers signed him to a brilliant deal and then, <laughs> and then traded him. Um, for Luke Shen, by the way. Uh, you're They're going to have to trade him at some point. Let's say they extend Bozak, which, by the way, I think is a possibility. Um, it's not going to be for much. It's going to be for, like, I would say about what he's making now. Mm-hmm. JVR is getting a huge raise. Um, so, in that sense, he might be more likely to go. Uh, you're talking picks. There's got to be a first involved. I would think maybe even a roster player involved. Um, or one hell of a prospect. Yeah, somebody who's going to make, as I said, like I think, a, an, an undeniable, like prospect. someone who's going to make the the roster within the next twelve to eighteen months, maybe within the first six. I'm thinking like right away, right away. Yeah, you don't want to trade him. So, somebody it, give an example develop. of a prospect that would fit that bill. God, Just, I'm trying not to not saying that this is a trade rumor, but who would make who would fit that? I want a prospect who's going to, like. Undeniably going to make the NHL. Um, I'm trying to think of a great example. So Marco Dano, I don't know if he's lived up to billing in Winnipeg, but like that was a that was a really highly touted prospect that the Blackhawks had to give up for Andrew Ladd. Um, God, you're gonna have to get a lot. You're gonna have to get a lot. And they're going to trade. Yeah, it's not a great answer, but and it also depends on how the rest of the season goes. You know, if JVR is not very good, you know, the price goes down. It's like you know, spending money when you're a free agent. Mm-hmm. JVR gets 15 points between now and the trade deadline. It's obviously not a very high price. Am I weird in thinking that that I wouldn't be surprised if JVR moved um, in that weird window between expansion and draft and free agency? I think, oh God, that is really going to be a fascinating time. Yeah. I'm so excited for it. I'm looking forward to that more than the deadline, more than the trade deadline. Oh, trade deadline is boring, quite frankly. I mean, there's not much going on. I'll still watch all day, yeah. but I, there's just so much not happening right now. The annoying thing with the trade deadline is what's killed it isn't, people keep saying the salary cap killed it. That's not true at all. It's that it's like trade deadline two weeks. Mm-hmm. Nobody's waiting till the final day to make the trades anymore. No, because you're only going to make mistakes. Like, why? Why would you do that? Yeah. Yep. 
Um, we're we're more focused on the end date, I think, than the GMs are. Yeah. Um, Burke used to say that all the time. He, oh, used yeah. to, he makes his little trades in the three days before the actual day, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, the weekend before. The Leafs are very so very be very be as general as possible. Be as general as possible here. But you're talking about a prospect that's going to make the team and make a difference on the team. Like you're 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 thinking high end. What William Nylander was last year, right? What did what did? Yeah, Adam. Yeah, somewhere in there. You need someone who's going to jump in and make a difference. What did um? What the did egg say to the potato? Go to NHL. Type in NHL trade tracker and look up um, Andrew Ladd. I want to know what the cost for Andrew Ladd was. Because whatever that was, I think it's more. It's not less. It's at least the same. This website's awesome, <clears throat> by the way. And I really do. I gotta write that trade article. Okay, so. The Jets gave the Blackhawks Andrew Ladd, Jay Harrison, and Matt Fraser. The Jets acquired Marco Dano, who's a former first-rounder, mm-hmm. a 2016 first-rounder, which, I mean, was... I don't know, the Blackhawks got knocked out first round. Yeah. So it was somewhere in the high teens. And a 2018 conditional third-rounder. Comment on the trade. 2018 pick is conditional on Blackhawks winning Stanley Cup in... 2016 so I don't even know if they got that pick then oh you can it's got to be at least a first and at least a prospect who is at least Marco Dano yeah and I think if I'm the Leafs given my what my my timeline window is I might consider making that trade this year because JVR could be more attractive at four point, what is it, four point two five? He makes four point two five. It's obnoxious. Yeah, and and the team gets him next year, and then gets to try to re-sign him, and they get to try to re-sign him as of July first. So they can't talk extension until then. But if I'm the Leafs and I want to fit the player into my window, I better start getting those those extra picks in soon. Either I'm wheeling that pick for uh, the defenseman I'm looking for, or the de- the other amazing centerman I'm looking for. Plus, I'm getting us hopefully a young centerman back. Um, I I I would say. It makes a lot more sense if the Leafs are going to draw picks out of this to pull it now or pull it towards the end of this year, even if it's the end of this season, because you've got it. You want you want the pick in this draft if they're going to play with the Nylanders, Marner, Matthews, that sort of thing. And keep an eye on. I would think keep an eye on need. Like keep, keep an, an eye, eye on who the good teams around the league are, and yeah, like the Blackhawks could use a winger like JVR. It's a it's a who really couldn't? it's a really good well yeah, but it's a really good match. But they they have this young you know affordable team and everything, uh, but his brother's on the team. Uh, they could really I think use another star. Winger. We could really use Trevor Van Riemsdyk. Yeah, well maybe we could. But you would have to retain salary. Yeah, I think you do that. I think you do that for a year. I'm trying to think of who else could use him. I mean everyone really. Hmm. I would God, say that's interesting. A lot, a lot. And I think this is a conversation we don't have for at least another month. Interesting trade partner idea, unless they're right up against the cap. Tampa. You want one? Ottawa. Whoa. Who the Leafs have traded with before? Huge, huge trades. Large implications down the line financially and in terms of talent. Um, Chris Johnson said it on this podcast. They're doing really well. Can't score. Yeah. Good point. It's a thought. Good point. It is a thought. It's just yeah. a thought. <laughs> Boston. Boston, we good? I don't know. Anyway, 
<laughs> it's going to take anywhere, me two hours to get home. Basically anywhere. Yeah. Um, uh, next and last question. Who does Joffrey Lupul bump out of the lineup if he was healthy? Nobody. Nobody. Does he play for the Marlies? No. If they Joffrey Lupul could play tomorrow, you don't think he'd be in the lineup? He'd be a um, condition, uh, conditioning stint with the Marlies. But for if, sure. he, if he was like through that and he was 100% healthy, you don't think he'd play on the Toronto Maple Leafs? That's the thing, though. If he was 100% healthy, yes, he would. Um, but he's not. And his body, and the thing is, is that I don't know that Joffrey Lupo will ever be 100% healthy again, period, end of story. This is the, well, the scenario is if he was healthy. <clears throat> so I, I wrote Who the, does he bump well, then out? he wouldn't, if he was healthy, then he wouldn't be on Roby Daw Island, right? Yeah, That's but the we're point. saying he comes off Roby Daw Island and he's healthy. It's a fake scenario. Well, if there's Play anything along. we, if, if there's anything this season taught us, it's that just because you're on the Leafs roster doesn't mean they'll, they'll play you. Yes. <laughs> so I think he's just a healthy scratch. Healthy scratch. Until someone's hurt. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't bump anyone. He we just takes the spot of whoever Vancouver. got hurt. Mm. Yes, there you go. I wrote about um, the Jake Gardner trade tree. It's a fascinating trade, looking back on it. Um, but there's a interview. Elliot Friedman called into the Dean Blundell show, or Blundell and Company. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was before the season, so it's it's interesting looking back. He was talking about Lupul and Jared Cowan in the same breath. Cowan's argument was, you can't do this to me. Mm-hmm. I was hurt. There's Lupo's argument would be, I'm not hurt. You can't do this to me. Yes, but he hasn't done that. I wonder why. Elliot Friedman said in that same interview, his body's taken a lot of, lot of hard, hard hours on that. It's like the Robidaw thing. Like it's not out of the question that Robidaw can't play anymore. Uh, Lupul too, maybe, maybe. It's that's very confusing, and I and I kind of cut myself off at the end of that article. Like that, not yet, not yet. Okay. We're not ready to write that yet. So our next episode will be our last before Christmas. Uh, as far as I know, we're going to do episodes next week, and then the week after, we're going to take uh, we're going to take a week off. Yes, uh, because uh, all of us, we we basically all three of us, this is our last chance to have a break until free agency. Basically, so July. We're talking about we're talking about a sprint, a six month sprint, uh, and and remember that we all have jobs outside of the show. Mm-hmm. So the it's eight hundred meter dash of podcast. Yeah, it's going to be real busy. So uh, we get like I said, new episodes next week, new episode Thursday. We'll do a gift exchange. We'll have some Levi Maestro. We're going to do a little what's up and live vidge, all the greatest hits, plus whatever the Leafs are. Uh, yeah, hopefully the Leafs do well in their back to back. Uh, Antoine Bebo, which we did not mention, has Whoa. been called up. Whoa, the Leafs are playing back-to-backs? Whoa. Whoa. So weird. Whoa. My God. So we'll be back. Can't wait to talk to you then. Can't wait to get this Levi Maestro thing, man. I can't wait to finally eat my chicken. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.